Welcome to the Zanbergen Report, where wealth strategies and investment wisdom collide, featuring your distinguished host and certified financial planner, Bart Zanbergen. Welcome to our show of Dream Chasers and Wealth Makers. We are thrilled to be back in the studio today with a new episode of the Zanbergen Report. I'm proud to bring in the movers, shakers, and difference makers who are passionate about what they have learned and what you need to know today. And today, I am so pleased to have in studio, virtual studio that is, Dr. Sanjay Grover. Dr. Grover, welcome to the show. Hi, Bart. Thanks for having me. Of course, of course. And of course, we have Paul. How are you doing today, Paul? And of course, we have Paul. He he never sounds excited to have me in here. (laughs) I'm the voice of the everyman here, and I'm just, I'm amazed that we're still in lockdown here. I'm not coming back to Earth. I'm circling the planet right now. I'm trying to get as far away as I can social distance from both of you here. So, <laughs> For those who are not on YouTube, you're missing Paul. With He's literally in space from what we can see here. That's right. <laughs> it's That's a right. little creepy. It's Elon Musk SpaceX. and I. We've both he let me ride along on SpaceX here. So I'm up. Uh, Elon's around the corner here. He's, uh, he's piloting it. And I'm in the back here. Good time to get away from Earth. Uh, yeah, right. Yeah, isn't that the truth? All right, Dr. Grover, a lot to cover today, but let's just start with, um, why don't you tell people a little bit about yourself and this and from there? Sure, Bart. Well, actually, an Orange County native, grew up in Laguna Niguel, and um, uh, now have been uh, in practice in plastic surgery here for uh, almost 18 years. I've been in practice 20 years. I started my practice up in Beverly Hills, and uh, I'm married with three children, and um you know, we keep busy. Um, you know, I lived in Laguna Niguel for a while, so um, maybe uh, we missed each other. Um, and Paul, you might be surprised. How do you know how I normally have uh, meet people and bring them to the show? But how I'll give you a guess. How do you? Think you I know always Dr. meet Grover? people at this gym. There is a whole world of doers and movers and shakers that get up at four o'clock in the morning and work out at these gyms that you frequent here. So uh, I, if it's not that, I don't know. You you weren't neighbors in Laguna Niguel. I, I can't imagine. What what brought the two of you together here? So it's not that. In common is the um, Riviera Magazine men's book. So we were um, oh. together in the what they call the committee for Orange County. Um, so we've had some fun doing things with that. We're gonna get we got to get Bart to turn his camera his uh, camera down a little bit because we're just cutting your, half of your face off here. There you go. Now it's better. There we go. There we go. All right. Um, So, Dr. Grover, um, things have changed in our world um, almost on a daily basis. Um, But in the in the area of plastic surgery, what how has COVID changed things in your practice and how you're how you're carrying on on a day day to day basis? Yeah, well, you know, that's that's interesting. You know, COVID obviously has affected all of us in so many ways, personally and professionally. You know, with plastic surgery, and, and I, my, my practice is really geared towards aesthetic plastic surgery, all cosmetic surgery of the face and body. You know, we, we were basically shut down for about six weeks, beginning in the end of March, and just started to reopen in the last few weeks here uh, when the, the governor did uh, state it was okay to start elective surgery. Um, so now we've been operating for several weeks, and uh, of course, you know, we've got a lot more. Uh, precautions, precautionary measures put in place to help protect the patient, to protect ourselves, our staff, et cetera, just to make sure that we are safe against COVID. 
you know, it, it's still, you know, the, the virus is still out there. So uh, we, we still have things to worry about. Uh, fortunately, the percentages are, are lower than what we thought they would be, but still, we're seeing a lot of young, healthy people get sick and pretty, pretty darn sick. So uh, we want to make sure we have those measures in place. So we are asking our patients to undergo preoperative um, COVID testing, what we call PCR testing, several days in advance of surgery to test whether or not they actually carry the virus at that moment. And then we ask them to isolate for several days after taking that test until they have surgery just to give them, you know, minimize any chance of exposure or getting be, becoming an asymptomatic carrier for the virus because we don't want somebody to have surgery and then be a carrier and then that would impact the recovery and the recovery would impact the way they could uh, handle or, or, you know, deal with COVID. So we really want to try and be very safe about this. And so, of course, we're doing that when we we're minimizing the number of patients we're seeing in our office. We're doing a number of uh, virtual consults. So during the time that we were, you know, at state at home, um, I was busy doing a lot of virtual consults online because a lot of patients, you know, a lot of people had more time as well to, to take the time to do consults. So uh, we did a number of virtual consults. And now when we're having patients in the office, of course, we're checking their temperature at the door. We're having them wear a mask. Uh, we're limiting who comes in. We're, we're trying to minimize the flow. So we're not trying to have anybody waiting at all. So. Uh, we're trying to, you know, kind of keep things on uh, online. Um, you bring up something that I've been, what I've been thinking about. And so we, we're we're all doing these Zoom meetings and FaceTime meetings and so forth now. And as even we're talking here, you know, we see ourselves in them, you know, kind of looking at one side and another. How do you do? You think there's been any effect on people's um, perception of themselves or their psyche or now their desire to like? Wow! After looking at myself on the screen all day, I really need to do this or do that. Have you? Has that been an effect? Oh, definitely, definitely. You know, people are looking at themselves. <laughs> Just like I said, I've been on so many Zoom calls or web calls these days. You take notice of yourself and, and others, and so I think um, not only are people they're seeing themselves and seeing what they're being looked upon and how they're how they're being seen, that they are now thinking, okay, we're getting people calls, you know, calling and saying, oh. I I need to come in for some Botox or fillers or laser or facelift <laughs> or rhinoplasty. So we're getting all those calls, or especially uh, the chin and under chin area, you know, the neck area. Is it, is it advanced? Um, can, can, is that classified as telehealth? The the virtual consult, or is that sure. is that different? Yeah, telehealth okay. essentially is what we're doing. So, do you feel that you can properly? And if I'm using the wrong words, let me know, but probably like diagnose and get ready for like, hey, we've done a full pre-op basically virtually. And our next meeting is we're doing whatever it is you need to do. Is that, is, are we at that level? No, I don't, I don't think we're there. You know, the way we're handling this is that we're having patients submit photos beforehand so that I can, uh, and my, my patient coordinator is calling the patients ahead of time and speaking with them find out their concerns, and then she will convey that to me. I'll review the, uh, the photos, and then I will, um, then I'll get online uh, in a secure way and do a virtual consult with the patient. But I've already seen their photos, so that way I'm able to give them a good assessment if it's a, a body uh, issue, if it's a facial issue. I've seen their photos, different views, and then I'm also looking at them on the camera, and I can give them my overall impression of what I think needs to be done now. 
of course I can't touch or feel or you know examine the tissues or if somebody's got a nose issue uh, or breathing issue I can't look into their nose but mm-hmm. I can have them breathe and see see how the airway you know how it sounds um, so so the things that I can do with in a limited basis and then of course if somebody's ready to move forward then what we're doing is we're having patients come in several weeks before their surgery date for an actual inpatient preoperative visit because we don't want them to just show up to surgery without actually being examined yeah. in person. All right. I was just, yeah. just checking to see if I could go on that far. We're not there. So, you know, it's just us guys here, just guys talking. And, you know, Paul's been talking about wanting some surgery for months now. So, yes, absolutely. Um, what, kind of, <laughs> what kind of things are, are guys doing these days? Well, you know, um, about 15% of my patients are, are men. And uh, we've got guys coming in for non-surgical issues and surgical issues. And when we talk about the non-surgical issues, you know, they're coming in for things that, that the ladies are coming in for too. They're coming in for Botox. They're coming in for some fillers. Um, not in the same way, but, but definitely for certain items. They're coming in for some chemical peels or laser treatments. We have a number of other non-surgical devices for body contouring, whether it's fat reduction, like cool sculpting, or uh, building up abdominal muscles uh, with a device called M-Tone or, or M-Sculpt. So we're, we're doing all these things. And as far as surgery, you know, they come in for eyelids, noses, facelifts, uh, gynecomastia, liposuction. Uh, some have lost a lot of weight and undergo a tummy tuck or belt lipectomy, um, sculpting the abs, pec enhancement, you name it. All right, Paul, what sounds good to you? I'm writing these down here. Uh, I, I just need a full workup. I just need a full, complete top to bottom here. I think that's what I need. <laughs> well, you uh, Dr. Grove, do you have any good stories in, in, in those areas that you could share? <laughs> <laughs> for, for guys coming in? Uh, you know. I, just, I guess just in general, I'll put you on the spot. Just like... I don't know. Maybe I, I'm more along the lines of someone who's coming, and maybe it's just you've turned around their complete, you know, their life, their self confidence, and, and something along those lines. You know, and, and that's what that's what makes this this job so enjoyable, right? You know, we don't look at it as a job. This really is um, something that we just truly enjoy doing. Uh, at least many of us do, and and that's how I feel. This is is that you really get to enhance somebody's outlook on life. You know, and they're improving themselves. So you're, you're helping building dreams. You're making somebody attain something or be happier. So so that's the part that's uh, really rewarding. And whether that's, you know, it could be a rhinoplasty for somebody. You know, they had a bump on their nose that, that bothered them their whole life. Or, for instance, I have men who come in and they, they're bothered and they're so self-conscious about the size of their nipples. And, and I'm not talking about gynecomastia. I'm actually talking about the actual size of their nipple. And they won't, they don't feel comfortable wearing a, a tight shirt. They don't feel comfortable taking off their shirt um, because of the size of their nipples. And, and you'll see guys where you think that maybe it looks within normal, you know, standards, but it's something that they're self-conscious about that, that having that little procedure done really makes a big difference for them and changes their outlook. And so you never know what that one thing is going to be. It, to somebody else, it may seem like, oh, no big deal. Why, why should they worry about, you know, their nose or, or their face or, or, or whatever it is, their waist. But for somebody, that, there's there's really some underlying issues that, that bother people. And so when you take care of those small things, it, it really can make a big difference. 
you've mentioned a couple of things that I've actually never even heard of, um, especially in the body sculpting. So how do you stay on this, this cutting innovative edge? Let's, let's, how, how do you stay so, so sharp? Yeah. You know, there's, there's so many things to learn on any given subject. And so that's what I enjoy. I enjoy that I do, you know, so many different areas. I don't just do one specific area. So, you know, the, the, the tough part is you, you need to stay up on all the, the latest advances. And, and so that means a lot of, a lot of meetings or a lot of articles, uh, journal articles, uh, these days over the COVID, uh, home time, you know, there's a lot of webinars, a lot of good meetings that were going on, a lot of, uh, calls between colleagues, you know, we're talking about techniques, sharing different, uh, thoughts and ideas and, and really trying to make things better. So that's been nice is because we've been able to share with, um, you know, people, throughout the country and then internationally. Yeah, I'm switching gears a little bit. So, uh, do you have, is it two or three kids? We have three kids. My daughter's three graduating kids. from high school and twin boys that are you know, going to seventh grade now. Dad to dad, how's that been? Because you're obviously spending a lot more time at home. How's, how's that yeah, process you know, been? It, it's been, um, it, it's been interesting. I mean, in some ways it's been good, but it's, it's been a challenge, especially for, for my wife, you know, the kids are always running around at home. And so, wanting a lot more meals and uh, a lot more cleaning around the house. And so I'm, I'm trying to help out as much as I can, but it makes it tougher when you're, you're trying to do a, a zoom call or something like that. But, you know, we're, we're spending a little bit more time playing hoops outside. Uh, unfortunately, yeah. the courts were closed for a while, so we couldn't play tennis, but uh, we're a tennis family, but we, we have a pool. So we're able to enjoy the pool some too. Yeah, it's funny you bring that up. It was my, the, my child I have at home is four. My others are grown. And um, I'm just, this is the first time I've actually done the show from home because we're, right. no one knows what we're um, recording I, I later in the day. Closet behind you with the purse hanging behind your back. Yeah, that's my, you know, my, my daughter's favorite unicorn purse. And then the cutout picture with um, her picture on the face. She's put that up for me. Um, and I keep looking over because at any moment she could just barge through the door and, and, you know, want me to, to play with her. Yeah. So yeah, That's it's been, it's been challenging, but you know, I think I, I'm, I'm hopeful and I'm certain that there's going to be aspects of this whole period. We're going to look back and say, you know, these were, there were some great times had during this, what would, you know, conceivably be the terrible time, but, um, you know, we can make the most of it. And, yeah, that's what I try to do. Oh, definitely. I mean, it, it's just unfortunate about what's going on, you know, in the last week um, that's really changed, you know, the, this world. Uh, and so, so that, that does make it, uh, you know, where we had something that we we're trying to combat, you know, COVID-19 and now uh, all the rioting that's going on. And the thing that concerns me quite a bit too with this is that uh, there's going to see a resurgence on a bigger uptick in COVID cases because of all this um, lack of So I've, I've heard that over the last few days. So from your medical medical um, opinion, you think that's a possibility? Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, if you just look at everybody that's protesting and is out there together, you know, shoulder to shoulder, and, and it's understandable. Yeah. But, but still, it's um, it's it's, it's going to be tough because any one carrier can, can expose a lot of people. You know, I'm afraid that this, um, I know it's kind of a cliche now, but the new normal, and I don't know what that exactly is, but I, I don't know if or when we'll ever get back to kind of our quote unquote old life. I mean, I mean, just look at your office. I think it's going to be, you know, temperature checking, mass, d- double checking, um, pre-surgery. I think that's, that's going to be pretty quote unquote normal for a while. 
Yeah, well, I think until we have a vaccine or a good cure, you know, that that's going to be the case. So we're probably looking at least a good year to 18 months. That's going it, to, it's going to make things, you know, quite interesting. But, you know, hopefully there'll be some good things that we take away from this as far as, uh, you know, cleanliness and, and, and sanitation and things of that nature and, and just being uh, aware of uh, uh, germs and bacteria and viruses, et cetera. So um, hopefully we will, we will come out of this better, better than we were. Can I ask you one quick question as you guys are debating what's going to look like on the other side here? We're already seeing signs that they're going to come up with contact tracing apps and that stores and uh, restaurants and other things may be asked to implement these or ask people to sign up for them so they can track where you've been and suddenly if you show up sick, they can go back through the database and alert everybody, hey, there was somebody in the restaurant today next to you that was sick. But then that opens up all this fear of, oh, I don't want to give my data. I don't want to be tracked and traced. Any talk about any of that? For in, maybe not in Bart's business as much. because for, Or maybe maybe clients are coming in and you're going to ask them to uh, do that. They may do that in my building here at uh, TechSpace. They're talking about asking people, if you want to come in here, then you've got to sign away. You know, We'll anonymously collect the data, but you've got to somehow tell us, be able to share this data. What do you think of that? All that kind of stuff data sharing about where you've been now that's 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 going down a tricky road there paul you know depends how much data you want to give out yeah right, right. On everything exactly. you do and and probably unknowingly we're doing that already with with our smartphones there's where so much information is already being tracked. people say these uh alexis and everything are already tracking us and they're already collecting everything from your tv and your phones and your and your smart uh speakers and everything here yeah yeah, we, we just don't realize what, what we're giving up, right? Right, right. But, but, That's for sure. So, Paul, you're yeah, so Dr. Gorman, we're... I was going to say, Paul, I'm you're, sorry? In tech, you're in the tech space building? Yes, exactly. Down in Elisa Viejo? Yes, exactly. Well, there's uh, that's the original no, one. We're in Costa Mesa. We're the other one in Costa Mesa. Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought the Elisa Viejo one. The second one. one of the original investors in that one. You were. Well, see, and then I don't know how that all played out, but they eventually sold out to a bigger company, Industrious, and... Yeah, yeah, that was way, way after I, I got in during the tech boom in the late '90s, and so then, then there was a big crash. So I didn't care. Oh, yeah. Well, again, <laughs> and now well. everybody's wondering: Do we need spaces? And if you do have spaces, we're we're going to be more spaced out. Are you having to do that in your practice? Are you? I don't know how many, uh, you know, exam rooms or how close people are getting thing, but uh, I can see already in buildings where they're taking out every other desk. Well, we, we just built out a beautiful new office last year, so right now we've got this gorgeous waiting room that is now just kind of a little walkway. <laughs> yeah. Right. 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 you got to spread everybody yeah. out. Yeah. Well, it's a strange Dr. world we're entering we're into. Actually a little bit over time, but one yeah. of, are we? Okay. Um, so one of the be, um, benefits I get to do is ask my, um, my guests their final thought question, and that is, what is your ultimate lesson learned in your career as a, as a medical professional? What we can see now is that you can never, you know, never doubt what humans are capable of, right? I think, um, you know, we're seeing that there's, there's ways that, that we can advance technology, we can advance medicine, um, and, and we've come so far uh, in every specialty. And so, there's there's still so much to be learned, but but we're making advances and leaps and bounds. 
And then lastly, um, how can people reach you? Well, if you want to reach me, you can either um, look us up uh, on the internet at drgrover.com. That's D-R-Grover, G-R-O-V-E-R.com. Or on Instagram, it's Sanjay Grover, M-D. So S-A-N-J-A-Y, Grover, G-R-O-V-E-R-M-D. Well, Dr. Grover, I really appreciate you taking the time uh, to spend some time with us on the show and sharing some of your, your great thoughts and, and philosophies. I look forward to getting together with you sometime soon, and if not uh, on a show like this, but maybe just over a glass of wine. That sounds wonderful. You guys take care. Have a good night. All right. I want to thank the audience who's tuned in, and we look forward to being back in the studio next week. Cheers. Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Catch up on our recent shows by visiting bartzanbergen.podbean.com. The Zanbergen Report is also available on iTunes, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. Interested in being a featured guest on our show or have a question you'd like to hear us answer? Email podcast at bartzanbergen.com. Bart A. Zanbergen, CFP, and Letitia Burbaum, AIF, are registered investment advisors with Optivist, Inc., and registered representatives with Gramercy Securities, Inc., member FINRA and SIPC. Investment advisory services are offered by Optivist, Inc. under SEC registration.